this is Music Farmer. I'm Ben Grimm. Can you believe it? Before I get into this interview, uh, I wanted to mention something I don't mention enough. The podcast is on Stitcher if you use that, and you can listen on Stitcher. And it's on iTunes also. I don't have that Stitcher link logo on my website yet. Still working on that, but it is on there, and go do that. On this show, I have Raquel Pena, someone I look up to a lot and is a very cool person, hardworking individual in the music business, a very intimidating businesswoman in the music business. It's badass we got to do this. Forever badassery. I appreciate her very much. Let's start that. Did you Google me? I Googled you a little bit, yeah. Hopefully uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's good stuff. Well, I was looking at some of your Facebook stuff, and but you know, for the most part, I know what you got going on. But there was a little bit of homework going in into this. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember, so you were, we were just talking about the logo, uh, my logo for the podcast, and Javi Garcia doing that. Do you remember the first time? That's when I met you when I went to see Javi at that Gibson showroom thing. Little invite only. Oh right, thing. that's where I met you at that place. Right, yeah, that was a really cool show that Javi did at the Gibson, um, and a lot of cool people there, you know. And I really enjoyed it because it was, you know, music fanatics. I feel like or aficionados yeah. that were there, including yourself. Um, yeah, wow, that that's that's like, a really cool room in there. That was like, it's like three years ago. Got to be at least, yeah. At least three. Or four. At least three. Wow. So That's Raquel Pena, thanks for sitting down with me. Thank you for having me. Doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, what kind of stuff were you doing back in your radio days? Hmm, a little bit of everything. Um, I was work or working for a Texas owner, independent owner, and uh, he owned. Let's see. When I okay, when I do you want to go back to when I first started cuz that was the most fun. Yeah, yeah. We can go um, back there. That was 2000 and that station was owned by Dave Cardwell and I think he had a couple of partners or maybe just one other. And he was a former NASA engineer, incredibly intelligent. Built his own software sort of thing. Pirate Radio, I think before that, yeah, is the rumor, and I think he got in trouble with the FCC or was about to, <laughs> and then eventually made it legit. Genius run amok, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was an alt rock station at the time I was, uh, I started, and I had brought his wife a Waterburger, and I said, please hire me because <laughs> I would really like a cool job. <laughs> And this was where again? In Midland, Odessa. In Midland, okay. That market. Um, the station was right in between both cities at the tower, actual tower transmitter site. Yeah. And I drove my parents' suburban out there. I was in high school. And I did that, uh, I guess, well into just before I left for college. And I loved it. I fell in love with it. It was it was like the dream job ever. What was the coverage area for that station? Like how what was um, kind of broadcast radius for that? Well, I mean, it recall? definitely covered 
I mean, I think it was 100,000 watts. And it covered Midland, Odessa, of course, uh, Gardendale, um, little suburbs outside of there. I think almost even into Big Spring. And, of course, at night, you know, had I mean, West Texas. Yeah. And being that there's not any huge mountains, <laughs> you know, it extends pretty far. So I guess yeah, I kind of like KTSW's range. Yeah. Ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So where do you, where do kind of where do things go from there? Um, well, I remember my parents. My mom was supportive. She would listen to me on air, and my dad was like, "Oh God, you know, he's a petroleum engineer, and he was like, you're you're never gonna be able to survive <laughs> <laughs> without us assisting you." Uh, yeah, he was right. Um, but I got into sales eventually um, to support myself and um, kind of took a step back from being on air and did mostly promotions in the end. And I did some programming of a – it was off the bird, you know, adult hit station that they had flipped to back in Bryan College Station. Um, so it wasn't a, a ton of programming or anything like that, mostly promotions – and then, you know, I'd gotten out of radio out of that, you know, after that. Okay. I couldn't um I couldn't find that feature uh roadies write up of you that I saw a few months ago that happened. I can't I don't know, tell me about that and because that had to be a pretty big highlight for the kind of work that you put in in, in the music industry that you know, had to get that 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 feature out there for you, right? Well, it's funny you say that, and several other people have said that, and I don't think it is. <laughs> no, okay. I guess because it was just like happenstance. Um, I wanted free food and free drinks, and I saw online that Showtime was catering to roadies and crew people, and they said, you know, you can RSVP or just show up with your credentials, and we'll get you in and we'll treat you, like. You get a, you like a massage, you'll get free goodies and all this great stuff. And I invited some friends and everyone was kind of busy or just, it was kind of, a, you had to make an effort to get out there. And I did. And I, I think I was probably one of maybe two or three other women that happened to stroll in all okay. week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Since we're definitely a minority um, and they happened to feature me. <laughs> So, yeah, it was just kind of random situation, um, but I really appreciate that. And I feel like after the interview, um, my guys have, you know, been a little more appreciative of my efforts. <laughs> oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that has that show started airing yet? It did, and then I heard they canceled it. Right away. Yeah. Uh, I no. I never even saw it. Uh, well, that doesn't... Uh... I guess that doesn't, you know, cheapen what the, the the moment in that spotlight that you happened that happened for you. Well, that's, that's great. I think some of those stories are bef- best left to the road. You know, like you know, just uh, tall tales. You know, left to be told word by word of mouth. <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite figured out. You know, doing radio stuff and this podcast. There's, you know, you can kind of get some of those stories out of out of people, but some. Usually, usually, most of the time, they don't 
a lot of that's like, you know, they don't, it's not radio fodder. <laughs> no. Um, and I think a lot of it is, it's funnier when you're there. <laughs> uh, a lot of the stuff that happens to, well, me personally, it's, it's in the moment or random or I kind of forget about it. Um, maybe because I've been drinking a little or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but most of the interesting things that have happened, I guess, have taken place at home here in Austin. Um, yeah, just, you know, the Continental Club for one. Uh, seeing Robert Plant there, I mean, wow! That's everybody else ran into Robert Plant around this town, except for me, I think. Aww. Yeah, Hook him back. <laughs> <laughs> somebody got to see him buying toilet paper at H E B once, and then I never saw him. Yeah, I just never happened for me. It's all or right. literally, just walking <laughs> down the street and Patty Griffin is playing. Yeah, and popping in there, and it's not crowded. That was amazing. Um. Yeah, our town's pretty cool. The Continental Club, that place is a room, like, just when I go out to see shows, it always turns into a, a, it's like a vortex for me. There's always something weird that happens. Like, I lose my keys in there, or, I don't know, maybe it's the bartenders are pouring too too much, or, you know, <laughs> wait, they're just, you know, they never, they never, uh, they leave that bottle tipped up way too long or something, but yeah, those nights always get crazy at the Continental Club for me. Yeah, like, they're they're a lot just of fun. A little bit extra stuff that usually happens than, you know, more so than any you know shows, other shows I go out to. And the gallery upstairs, yeah. you can, I mean, for a while there, you could hear Jimmy Vaughn, just just about every night it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that James McMurtry, you know, gallery residency that he has is such a special thing in this town that I I don't think a lot of people realize. Other amazing musicians that I love seeing there, Ephraim Owens. You know, he was on Munford and Sons and now Tedeschi Trucks Um, and many other amazing... He was playing in Munford and and Sons? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? I didn't know that. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Interesting. Yeah. And Brandon Temple. When they first started getting big or recently? No, it was that last tour. Remember the one, um, I think, where they did the the train thing? Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, with uh, Edward Sharp and yes. that whole thing. Yes. I think hmm. he was think on I that tour. I saw that. Or did they? That's a cool documentary, too. I saw that, yes. Um, yeah, I guess that was kind of a, somewhat of a copy thing from there was some old 70s documentary like Janis Joplin and all those people in that era kind of did a train tour at the time and kind of shot a film so they did you know they did they made it special but I guess it was a little bit like which I can't name right now but something like that I recall yeah um there was a kid who was following them and then he got asked to be on the tour um he did some photography. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And he, oh, he was the he cra- he would crash the f- festivals and then eventually got asked to join a tour kind of thing in film. Okay. I think that's what it was. That was a pretty cool story and So kind of like the almost famous kid. Mhm. Okay. Real, in real life. <laughs> um so merch gal has been taken off for you really well. 
Yes, um, I didn't realize it, but it's actually three years full time this November. You did Viva Big Band, and what other what other contracts have you been um, gotten going for that? Yeah, the most recent was Viva Big Band Festival. Um, that was really exciting to be a part of a festival in one of my favorite areas of Texas. I love that area. It's like my other home. I think I would retire there. The beautiful mountains, the weather, just the laid back vibe. Everything kind of moves a little slower. Yeah. And well, I'm trying to go to smoother. Big Bend for the first time. I've been out to Terlingua and out in the Chisos Mountains and, and out there, but I haven't been in really in the park. So I'm trying to do that in the next two weeks and camp out there. That's exciting. But it is a place that I, when I first went out there, I was like, holy crap, I've like these mountains are here? Wow, this is really crazy and amazing. It's beautiful. beautiful. And yeah. seeing the stars, you just can't beat that. And Merch Gal is, that's your merch fulfillment and branding business that you run? Yeah, um, graphic for, for design. bands, festivals. Mm-hmm, focused on indie bands, indie touring bands, um, helping them develop a merch line, um, fulfillment, that sort of thing. Um, I even do tour merch and tour managing along with that, which, and then this year I started working for Texas Music Magazine. So I stay pretty busy and that's how I I would like to be, you know, as busy as possible, you know, doing what you love that you can't beat that. So you're in, you're doing some marketing work for Texas Music Magazine? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, marketing promotions, um, uh, you know, a dear friend, um, was awesome and allowed me to you know, promoter magazine at Sound on Soundfest. Um, Celeste Quesada was kind enough to let's put her magazines in the VIP section. So that was really cool. Um, and, you know, that festival was just awesome in itself in the first year. So I can't imagine oh, good. next year. That's good to hear. Yes, yes. And the lineup, insane. And then closing it out with, you know, a huge Texas band, Explosions in the Sky. Have you seen them? I have. I've, I've seen them at Utopia Fest. Awesome. Well, they're killer. Um, yeah, Sound on Sound. So did you kind of get out into the festival much, or were you kind of still kind of at the Texas Music Magazine station? Oh, we didn't. Part? Well, we didn't have a station. It, um, they just featured our magazines okay. in the VIP area. Okay. So how many readers does that magazine have now, do you think? Oh, gosh. I didn't brush up Can't, on my notes. Not, okay. That's all right. <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, it is many. Well, it's out. It's it's not just in Texas. It's in other states circulating, right? Um, the circulation is in Texas, like H E B. Um, someone told me Costco. I didn't realize it was in Costco. Um, Barnes and Noble bookstores. Um, here in Austin, you you can also find it at Waterloo Records, and um, there's another shop a boot couple of boutique shops that carry it um and then throughout the nation you can just purchase it online or um, subscribe at store.txmusic.com so has so has you know with obviously with people having cell phones all the time has it been a struggle for for that organization with you know with just the hard copy magazine model doing that or are you guys really pushing the digital thing too uh, no, actually, they really don't push the digital thing. Um, they've kept it pretty pure as to print, and um, the partners and the board have been 
really intelligent about how they've operated the magazine. And it's been quarterly for 16 years this fall. And I feel like that's an amazing feat for any print magazine. Um, and UT, um, UT students are a big part of the magazine. They're, they write, you know, numerous articles and contribute, um, you know, their eclectic taste to the magazine. Um, we have great editors and photographers and, um, can you tell I'm proud? <laughs> Absolutely. I it's love a, yeah, that magazine. Very high quality publication that I Thank had. Uh, yeah, I had a subscription. Somehow it just started showing up to my house. I don't know how that happened. But uh, yeah, it was coming in the mail last year. And then I, uh, I, can, I can renew. I like it. I liked reading the magazine. I'm a fan. Well, I brought you some, so hopefully you can catch up. Great photography, great articles. Is there someone uh, maybe that you've overheard of, you know, just the people that you work with or maybe that you know that's kind of been elusive or playing hard to get to, to you know, that you guys are trying to be, uh, do an interview with or something like that that just can't quite make it happen? Um, Esperanza Spalding was one I had hoped to see on a cover. And um, she, I don't know if she was unavailable or didn't get back to them, but whatever happened, they couldn't get uh, in touch with her to be on the cover, um, which was a little bummer. I was I was really hoping for well, that. Well, she was here doing an ACL taping. Was that probably why? Uh, no, that same time. Frame? I don't I don't think so. It was it was uh, just this. I think this last issue, um, when she released her new album. Um, so I think they were hoping to time it with that, um, which her latest music. Have you heard it? It's like it's so amazing. She's she's off the wall. I would have to check it out. Yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, I couldn't say much. Or uh, yeah, I'm I'm like, new. I'm new to her stuff. Yeah, this thing, she's an incredible bass player, like jazz funk with um, you know some spoken word. Um, her her shows are amazing. Um, available online. You gotta watch them. Is there someone you've really been besides her that a band that you've really been listening to or just keep revisiting right now? Mm, let's see. Lately, I have been listening to and kind of obsessed with Jeremy Pinnell. Um, and a good friend turned me on to him, Adam Nury, who plays drums for him, and he did. Um, a taping at KEXP in Seattle and they have a most the most amazing bands on their show and um, the quality of the sound um, it's just great um, and it's like that um, you know slow country whiskey drinking type of music um, that I'm not always a fan of so I yeah I, I got into that his latest and it's been on repeat lately. Um, today, of course, I was listening to Leon Russell. Rest in peace. Um, 2016, a rough one. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a uh, go to hell 2016. Uh, I cried when Prince died, like cried. Cried, cried, cried like a baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was, you know, I can't... S 
it's not like I, you know, I don't own every Prince album, and I can't say that I've been, you know, some kind of like super fan. But I was really bummed out that day too. It was just a extremely soul crushing, you know, type of news to get, and just to just to try to wrap your head around that was well, not not a not a good thing. I think it's because he embodied like peace and love and just funk and happiness. Like that's what he was all about, and he never. I feel like he never strayed from that. Um, and that's something that everybody could identify with. And knowing, when as a music fan, just knowing that that kind of insanely talented kind of composer is gone is a hard thought, too. Oh, yeah. You know, um, Nakia and a ton of other amazing, talented musicians got together to do a tribute at Antones, and that blew me away. That night was awesome actually it was like two nights oh and um it was featuring grupo fantasma which was prince's backing band for a while oh very cool yeah and you got to witness that that's that's awesome yeah so lucky um god dang our city you know so i didn't even know that that grupo had, had done that totally hmm i need to read some more news yeah, and those stories are insane. Some music news. Um, yeah, I remember hearing one of the guys say that he missed a note, and Prince looked back at him and gave him this look like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine, I'm sure anybody can, even if they don't play an instrument. That's all he has to do, yeah. Mm-hmm, he just shot him one look, and he's, he's he never missed a note after that. <laughs> it was so nerve-wracking. What is that, uh, I don't know, Jamie Foxx has that bit in one of his stand, old stand-up acts about, like, not looking at Prince in the eye <laughs> or something about, like, being a security guard or, or something. He just goes on and on about that. He's just like, you looked at him, didn't you? It's like, yeah, it's over after that. And you're like, <laughs> you can make eye contact with him. He's got, he's like, he's got you. How funny. He's in control now. Yeah. Um, the Dave Chappelle bits about Prince are hilarious. Um, like the making pancakes and the basketball. Okay, yeah, I think I remember that. So, did you want? Do you want to say anything else about merch, gal? Um, yeah, I mean, I I really enjoy it. It's, it's kind of a passion. Um, I guess passion project is pretty typical to say, but um, I'm really passionate about it because one, I get to help bands in a way that. Um, provides a stream of income that can be super lucrative if they, you know, if they have any desire to work it. I know it's a, it's like another thing to do, but um, it can keep you on the road. It is kind of amazing, you know, when, because, you know, a band will have an amazing set and then, you know, people are just so, you know, they're so caught up in that moment and it's just like, okay, now I got to go, I got to go buy their stuff right now. I got to have that. And that's, and that's great for bands to have that kind of, you know, people were real in that moment of what was happening on stage. Yeah, that's one of the last... Let me throw some money at you. Old school, you know, ways to promote your music and promote yourself. I mean, people have been buying band merch for ever. I mean, some of the coolest stuff comes from the Beatles and... You know, the monkeys, um, you know, Kiss, like, went <laughs> crazy with merch. Is there a is there a bad way to, to do merch, like, or a setup or, or something you see that you're like, why is, you know, kind of how 
Um, I don't. You know what I mean. I hate to say that there is a bad way, but um, I have seen some like people use like uh, the backboard for science school projects. Oh, okay. That yeah, kind of thing. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, I always say just look at somebody else who you think looks cool and do the same. <laughs> um, but at least you have your stuff out there, you know, just have it lit up and the be old, there. yeah, the old vintage uh, suitcase with lighting effects is always nice. Yeah, always it gets nice, people's uh, attention. To go. Yeah, and you know, it can uh, be compact whenever you have a full van. <laughs> so going back to to Texas music, you know, I should say that. And you you would probably want to you know tell people that it's not you know they don't just cover Texas country and and just just that whole scene they cover a lot of other you know Austin bands that are doing other things that are not country related. Absolutely, I mean anything Texas. If you stepped foot in Texas, if you lived in Texas but don't live there anymore, if you married a Texan, you could be in Texas Music Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they they cover all all the you know, genres that create Texas music. And it's, it's amazing. And I thought I knew a lot about music, but after working with the magazine and being involved with them, I have very humbling experience. Yes, man. My, that happens to me a lot too. You know, some people, yeah, especially having people on the show, I'm like, Oh, well, you know, you just educated me some and that's great. And that's awesome. Cause I, you know, i I'm don't claim to be an expert and you should you always continue lot, <laughs> continue to be a student. You know, I always just try to like, hey, I'm just a student of music and I that's how this is that's how we do this whole thing. You know, everyone shares their ideas. So right. It's, it's I fun. Think, yeah, and I think <laughs> keeping an open mind and being open to listen to new music is is probably just my favorite thing about life. <laughs> just trying and saying, eh, I might like it. And if you don't, you don't. At least you tried it, you know. Um, I think the last band that I kind of really got turned on to um, through Texas Music Magazine was uh, The Last Bandoleros. And they are comprised of the sons of Emilio Navaira, who's a huge, or rest in peace, he passed away also this year, dang it. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, huge um, Tejano artist. I remember seeing him as a kid and being in awe. Was he kind of like Selena status? Uh, Yeah, kind of like that. Um, I don't think he had a huge English album, though, but (laughs) our movie yet. Um, No movie yet. But uh, he was just amazing to see on stage. He really owned it, charismatic, kind, and um, he really, you know, sent that talent into his sons and they really own the stage and they're going to be on tour with Sting this coming coming year in the U.S. and U.K. So, wow, congrats to them. And they are from Texas. Awesome. Yeah, good for them. Mm-hmm. San Antonio. So the Texas music show, we were talking about the Gibson showroom. Do they also... Can you tell me about the show that they shoot? Like, do they make parts of that at the Gibson showroom, too, or is that all at the Mark? Oh, yeah, I think they used to do it there. Um, now it's all at the Mark in San Marcos, the Texas Music TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and they um, only feature Americana-type bands. Um, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I've seen snippets of that show. Yeah, we've been out there for Texas Music Magazine, and... Um, 
I think the last cool artist I saw there, um, or I was able to attend, was um, Jack Ingram. He just released a new album. So do you have much to do with the show at all, or is it all... Oh, no, that's a... Sorry. <laughs> that's a totally different um, entity um, okay. that airs... I forget what channel. So that is a separate thing. But that's thing. all over Texas, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my short days at KI um, this past summer when I was at uh, KI, the CBS affiliate, we would run that too. Oh, cool. On, yeah, on our station. So, um, yeah, they would send in a USB and like we would just upload it into the our servers and put it out over the air like that, just a little USB drive, the, the whole show on it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh, also merch... We should mention Yellow Dog Studios. Do you want to talk about that some? You kind of do yeah. some stuff for them. Um, Yellow Dog Studios really helped me. Uh, they helped me launch Merch Gal in the beginning. They were very supportive. Have always been supportive. Dave Percival, uh, Adam Oder out there, um, Matt Melly in the beginning. You know, over at um, when they were at South Congress. Um, Phil Marshall. Um, Jeff Henson are just, you know, a handful of awesome producers um, that have really been supportive of Merch Gal and, you know, always, uh, you know, send business my way. Anybody I can help, you know, um, they try to connect us. And they, Dave Percival connected me with uh, Texas Music Magazine. So I'm I'm sure Dave knew that it was a match made in heaven. Um but yeah, they, they moved out to Wimberley and it's a beautiful studio that I can't recommend enough. Uh, gorgeous setting um, in this amazing house with the best acoustics. And um, Dave and Adam are super talented um, and live out in Wimberley and uh, have made their home out there. And so I definitely recommend any musician who's, you know, looking to record anything whatsoever. Like you need to go check out that studio. Um because I think the the ambiance, the the whole area itself, yeah, Wimberley's um, a nice spot. Mm-hmm, inspire can inspire you. And they didn't have any problems with flooding. No, no, they were saved completely. Oh, good, That's yeah, good. yeah, and total blessing. <laughs> so did so were people kind of like all over you when you launched Merch Gal because there really wasn't, you know, there was such a huge need for that or someone to kind of fill that, like yeah, we need someone like this to be on top of this these um, things. I don't know that all over me is that quite the word um, there are quite a few larger companies that do what I do um, and then I kind of you know I'm inspired by them and I definitely learn from what they've done and I've worked with them on a larger scale um, there's you know Tin Man merchandise you know they do a lot of old school rock and roll bands uh, there's Bravado, there's, um, you know, uh, several others that are, you know, massive when it comes to Merch Gal, um, you know, but I feel like there's enough business out there and enough love and enough music to promote that um, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing as long as I can. And some people I work really, really well with, and but I'm not going to, you know, be a perfect fit for just everyone. Um but I think for the most part, um, the clients that I have, they've become really good friends, actually. And, um, you know, we talk at least 
once a week or every other week just about music itself. Um, so that's probably my favorite part of the job. Yeah, just having that kind of camaraderie and yeah, I mean, and just remembering what it's all about. It's about it's the good, music. Good for business. Good for music business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just you know, keeping them keeping them going. We haven't mentioned yet tour managing for Statesboro Review. So tour managing Statesboro Review. Um, I've done it off and on for a while now, um, but this year I've been on with them for a significant amount of time. Um, we kind of um, tag you know, a couple of other guys in and out, um, Andy Ellis, uh, Curtis Montalbo, we kind of share duties and it's like a big happy family. So if one of us isn't available, you know, we'll let the other know and see what we can do. Um, but so far, um, this year I've been available the most and, um, you know, been my MO this year has just been, you know, to work really hard and I really want the guys to be treated, you know, like, hey, you have been doing this for 10 years. Like, let's let's uh, make life easier on our, on each other, you know, and see what we can do, work with the venue and... Yeah, absolutely. You know, just make the road that much easier because it can be hard and grueling after so long. Do you prefer being on the road and doing the tour manager thing and road warrior stuff or is that... I love it, actually. Um, I really like tour merch. Um for larger bands that's a lot of fun um and getting a, to ride on a nice bus versus actually driving the van <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um and then i also love event production or festival production which is what i mostly did with uh viva big ben fest um so i hope to be doing that more of that um this coming year i also worked for um mardi gras dallas or mardi gras dfw um, with those guys up there who also produce the state fair, um, and they're an amazing production team. Um, it, Mardi Gras Dallas. Yeah, it's huge. It's massive. It's been going on for a long, long time, um, and it's really crazy. And that's the state fair guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and because yeah, they do have quite a few music stages, don't they? They do. They do, and they have some really cool acts. That I think one year I saw En Vogue. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah 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 weird yeah weird uh weird to be coming through the state f- yeah state fair yeah you have you not it's been like to a, the state fair? i have yeah i've been there they have great artists that come through it's just, i mean it's, it seems kind of random but you know there's kind of like a circuit for it there's a ton of people <laughs> so event management and event production that's mostly what you know and all the facets of you know the music industry that you've worked in that's what you Mostly prefer to do um, festival production, um, yeah, tour, tour march, tour management. I really like, you know, it, it keeps me busy. Um, and then, you know, working from home, doing merge gal, or working anywhere. There's internet actually. Um, with both merch, merch gal and Texas Music Magazine, I've been, you know, fulfilling my. My, my needs, my <laughs> paying the bills. Are there a lot of situations that you walk into that you have to just really be really commandeering and like, like, oh, this is a mess, and so now I have to <laughs> to take control and organize this, and like, this is how things are going to happen? Or um, what would you say? Not too often. Um, most of the time, everything is pretty laid back and pretty calm. Um, 
you know, there's probably a few times when I've had to, you know, say, hey, <laughs> let's uh, get this together and this is what's going to happen. Um, but it's it's pretty rare. Okay. What um is there anything you want to throw out right now, just on your mind? Um, no. I what mean... or what would you say? Like, I guess well, some of my questions were kind of out of order here, but I, I wanted to ask you, like, what's something you would would tell people that attend events that you know may not understand about things that are happening behind the scenes or something like a common thread that you feel like people that go to events like you help produce and, and manage that don't quite get um this is your chance i think that <laughs> for the most part i think everyone is so sweet because a music festival is i mean when someone attends a music festival you're going because you love music or you love a particular band so much that you're willing to spend um, a significant amount of money to see them and enjoy the experience um, that you're in generally a good mood. Um, you know, I have come across people that believe the star, moon, the sun, sky should be, owed, you know, given to them on a silver platter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think that those people are just always that way in, in every day of their life. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's the best part about uh, working production and music festivals is that everyone there just really wants to have a good time. And most of the time they can see the tiredness in your eyes and that you're, you know, maybe literally the blood on your hands or, <laughs> or mud on, you know, mud on your jeans, you know, from working really hard that, you know, they're immediately appreciative and like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> Well, so good. Yeah, it's thing. it's better, certainly better to come across like someone to say thank you, hey, good job, and like thanks for all the hard work or some, you know, especially just an, an attendee of the festival that's just coming to see, right? Just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, and I think that here in Austin, uh, living here and working um, festivals here in town, um, we have some of the best fans. Um, they are just the sweetest kindness and pick up after themselves and um, they don't let her and they just love music. And I think that's great. Got to keep that going. It's got to keep going. Yes. Um, yeah, I still have hope for Austin. <laughs> um, I really love seeing music in Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, um, El Paso has an amazing music scene that I think gets forgotten. Oh, yeah. Um, in yeah. fact, yeah. Uh, just the other day, I came across um, an El Paso punk band. Um, they're called, I believe they're called El Paso. Um, so you need to Google that. That's, And I'll post it later on the Texas Music Magazine Facebook page. Um, but it's a short film that's being done by them, I believe, or being done for them or about them. Um, and they are an old, older band that had a local following, um, but they're freaking insanely good. Um, and so many El Paso bands are amazing. I mean, at the drive-in, Mars yeah, Volta. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You know, huge. Uh, the first two bands that come off the top of my tongue. Yeah. El Paso from El Paso. Yeah, that's new That's new to me. Yes. But I will look into that. Um, yeah, Viva Big Ben Fest. Um, one of the sponsors is El Paso, and we feature um, 
featured several amazing El Paso bands that just blew my mind. And it's not just the Hano. I mean, oh, the Chamanas. Have you heard of them? I haven't. They have this really cool uh, Spanish cover of, um, dang it, I can't remember the name of that song. Um, well, if you Google the Chamanas, you'll a, a cover of a song that's pretty popular will pop up. What's, you know, uh, what's been a favorite place to you or somewhere that's really special that you found in on the road, on tour, or just in your music travels? Not in Austin. It can't be in Austin, though. Like a venue? I'm just, yeah. Hmm. I guess one of my favorite venues that comes to mind is Magnolia Motor Lounge in Fort Worth. Um the bar staff there is absolutely amazing. Um, the stage, the fact that they have backline. They've been there when I've been on the road with the band and someone forgot a piece of gear. They were, we were able to roll by the venue and borrow something. Um, wow, that's amazing. And the sound's great. Um, the people that, it, you know, patron Magnolia Motor Lounge love music they don't mind paying for music um they don't mind supporting it i think that's huge um yeah don't mind paying for it that's huge. <laughs> that's a that's a huge plus um yeah and magnolia brings in an eclectic set of music but um it's all fantastic um and you know leon bridges you know got started playing there that was one of his first venues one of his first um and he, you know, shows up in occasion. You know, it, it's a great place to be, I think, in Fort Worth. And that whole little scene right there on that street is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's that's awesome. Yes, that's it, the kind of stuff I like, I like to hear. Yes, and it's also featured in Texas Music Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else you want to say about Texas Music Mag? Um, no, it's just, uh, I'm really proud to be a part of it this year and ongoing. And, um, I think, uh, anyone, anyone who's a fan of music, um, would enjoy the magazine and just reading about how eclectic, you know, our scene is and not to pigeonhole it into just Texas country. I mean, there's so much out there. There's so much out there that's amazing. I mean, one of my favorite artists is St. Vincent, Annie Clark, and she's from Texas. Yeah, I see St. Vincent Dallas. Uh, talked about a lot in Texas music quite yeah. a bit. Like in, in Her producer, like every issue. John Coggleton has this really cool, like, weird, eclectic band, um, John Coggleton and the Nighty Nights. You should look him up. Saw him during South by Southwest, and that was pretty fun. Say it one more time. John Congleton and the Nighty Nights. Okay. It's, it rolls off the tongue really strangely. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. The Texas music websites, txmusic.com, marchgal.com. Um, find me on Facebook. I just like going to shows and checking out new music. So if you just want to share that, that's cool, too. Raquel Pina, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and that is the end. What awaits for the next show? Still in the works. Thank you for listening. And bye. Bye.